I love hiking. I do it with my with my family a lot. So I'm very pleased to welcome Tim to the show. Um, okay, so it's the weekend. Me and the family get a rush of blood to the head. What do we pack? Okay, so I just want to do a bit of a recap um, from last week when I was with Oketzal. Um One of the things we spoke about was safety on the mountains. Mm. And on Sunday, I went hiking up to Tranquility Cracks, which is um, above Camps Bay. And... Um, yeah, had a little bit of an incident ourselves. We were climbing through a cave, and one of the guys actually stood up a little bit too soon and cracked his head open. <laughs> so, oh. but um, yeah, it, that's how quickly it happened. Um, but we had the first aid kit, and we were able to get him down quite quickly, and he was in good spirits. So, and you guys are experienced hikers. I yes. Mean, how often has this happened? Um, well, look, I do search and rescue as well, mountain search and rescue. Okay. So I'm, I, I get to see it more often than most people do, <laughs> more often than I should. Um, but yeah, on 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 backpacks, medical um, aid kit. Medical aid kit is one of those things that you definitely have to have. Every backpack should have. Um, so what I wanted to do is talk about day packs and sort of the the, the essentials that you should have in a day pack. Um, so two liters of water. Um, one thing that we see a lot of is people just not taking any water at all. Um, and especially in summer, you will come short very quickly. And with the drought that we're having at the moment, there's just absolutely no water on the mountains at all. And so despite how long you're, if you're going to do uh, from half an hour? If you're, you're doing half an hour or you're doing eight hours, take water. Okay. Because if you plan for half an hour, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be there for half an hour. If something happens to you or you get delayed or the weather comes in, you get lost, you're going to be there a lot longer than half an hour. And you need to, to keep that water and keep yourself hydrated. Okay. Okay. So then obviously snacks as well um, and food. So you've got to keep keep all of those kind of things in your backpack. Um, and as we said before, your, your first aid kit, um, a warm top, whether it is a sunny day or if it's pouring with rain, a warm top. It's totally essential because Cape Town, as we know, the weather changes very, very quickly. So people go up thinking, or well, they look at the mountain, they go, oh, it's a lovely sunny day. You've got to remember the back table is around about 850 meters above sea level. And the top table is over a thousand meters. So weather conditions up there are totally different often to when you start out at the bottom. And then um, obviously a rain jacket. Again, also if it's beautiful sunny weather, I've been up there when within five minutes the weather changes because the cloud comes in from the side that you can't mm -hmm. see. And before you know it, you, you're covered in rain. And the problem with, with rain is the temperature drops mm -hmm. and hypothermia can set in as well. It's also one of those regular things that we do see where people get caught short. Um, and then a cap is, yeah, also on the on the opposite side is that if it's not raining, then it's, it's seriously funny. hot yeah. and you can end up being quite badly burnt. And um, cap's not going to cover your whole body. So sun cream is one of those things that you've also got to just leave in your backpack all the time, whether it's raining or whether it's sunny. Because, again, you, you get onto the mountain a week later and you go, oh, I should have brought the sun cream. I've I've done that often enough myself. And that I mean that backpack would also help you if you got lost. I mean the the fear is that you're going to end up spending a, a lot longer on Exactly. Yeah. So you need to you need to pack as if you were going to get lost. Going to get lost. And and you were going to spend a lot longer than you're expecting to. Um it has saved a lot of people's lives. 
when they go out there and they think they're just going to go for half an hour and they end up spending the night on the mountain. Um, I've, I've done it quite a few times um, where we've gone out on rescue or just gone out at night. The temperatures up at the top, especially at this time of the year, will drop close to zero. And if you've only got a T-shirt on, mm. you, you're looking at hypothermia. It, it, will, it will affect you. Um, then one of the things that with this, this hike on the weekend on Sunday, um, f- two minutes after I had now strapped this gentleman's head up and stopped the bleeding, he then said to me, um, I've got another problem. So I said to him, well, what, what, what is it now? So it got my attention. I was, I was worried that it was going to be another medical issue. But it turned out to be the tread on his shoe was, was starting to come off. And we were on the top of the mountain. And again, I pulled the duct tape out. So <laughs> I would have caught the cable car is what I would have done. Well, from where we were, the cable car was another two-hour hike. So it was, it was quicker to actually walk down. So, yeah, I got the duct tape out. Unfortunately, it was wet. So we ended up actually just ripping his tread off and he had to walk down the mountain <laughs> without any tread on his shoe. And how long was that walk? That ended up being a six-hour walk. Wow. So, yeah. Um, and then something that I always carry um, and, and has loads of different uses, and I, I use a very small amount of it, is, is a bit of rope. You've, it's got so many different uses that you can, that you can use it for. So rope is just one of those things that I always have in the backpack that just lives there. I, I very rarely ever have to use it. But it is definitely very helpful to have. Duct tape and rope, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, a torch or a headlamp. Very important. Despite what time you're going out. Despite what time you're going out. Um, I've come across lots of people, whether it is on rescue or, or not, where you're coming down Lion's Head, for instance, and people have now watched the sunset, and they've mm-hmm. watched the moon come up, and it's so beautiful, and then they decide to go down, and then they can't see one foot in front of the other. <laughs> and you see, the I mean, I can see from my house the rows of, I mean, it's crowded yes, up there as well. It is crowded up there. But later towards the end of the evening, you do come across people that are walking down without torches. Yeah. And, and Lion's it's Head tricky is during inc- the day as well. It's, it's tricky during the day. Now you're going to try and attempt that mm. at night. What blows my mind even further is people go up there with a bit of alcohol, drink the alcohol, and then try and walk down in the dark. Romantic sunset that goes very wrong. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> so, yeah, and a map of the area that you're going into. Always very essential. If you know the area like, like I do, um, it's, it's still a good idea to have the map. Where can you get maps of Table Mountain and all the routes? Um, Peter Slingsby has got a lot of maps um, that are all over the peninsula, um, all over South Africa, in fact. Um, and his maps, I find, are very, very detailed. Uh, Cape Union Mart have got them. I think exclusive books might have them as well. Um, so they are readily available. And, and yeah, I recommend his maps. They're, they're very good. And just keep one in the backpack all the time. Then you've Absolutely. Got it. Yeah, well, so okay. in my backpack, I've always got the map of Table Mountain, of the whole range. So if for any reason I had to get to a point where I wouldn't be able to actually read the map or, or I was too badly injured, the people that are with me would then be able to take the map out and actually it would help them as well. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, just a small emergency kit. So something that's got um, tuna in it, you get those little tuna sachets, which last up to six, seven months, that can just sit with some sweets or... Something that 
if you do run into trouble, it's sort of an emergency pack. In addition to the snacks, like in an addition, emergency yeah, pack. The, okay. the, the snacks would basically be for that day's walk. The emergency pack would be for six months. Possible sleepover. On exactly. The yeah. Okay. Or until rescue come and get you, which most of the time it takes us anywhere between two to four hours to get to where you are, depending on where you are. I've often wondered this. If your cell phone isn't working and you are stuck in the mountain, mm. how do you get help? Um, on the mountain, you've got, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you get these, um, what they call hubs, those, those stone um, signs, yeah. for, for a better word. Um, and and it basically, it gives you a directional pointers as to where to go. So they're normally at intersections. On those hubs are the emergency number at the bottom of them. When you phone that number, they'll ask you for the hub number, which is on on the disc. And once you give them that number, we know where to come and get you. But, I mean, I live just below the mountain. I often see the torches going like an SOS kind of vibe. Yes. So if you don't have cell phone reception, stand yes. there and flash a torch. Flash a torch. Um, a lot of people use the torch on their phone. If the phone has died, then yeah, use a torch. But you can now see why a torch is very, yeah. very important. If you don't have a torch with you, you you're in a bit of trouble. I brought that all the way back to the backpack. <laughs> um, yeah, and then a lighter as well. So if you do have to spend the night on the on the mountain, not to set the mountain alight, but to to try and keep yourself warm, to to get some twigs or something together to actually create a little bit of a fire which is not recommended, but if it was an emergency situation, you could you could at least do that. Have you ever weighed how much this backpack weighs once all of that stuff is in it? Yeah, so that's always the, the <laughs> one thing. The, the, two, well, the, the two things that are very, very important is the weight of a backpack and the size of the things that you're putting into it. So I'm going to be reviewing over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be reviewing items from different um, outdoor shops that are basically low in weight and and small in size but effective at the same time so I give you an idea you get these these mugs now that completely collapse and they weigh next to nothing yeah, so I've they seen take those. up very yeah. little space yet the function remains the same so they're very they're very good um, items to have and and to to use in your backpack because the, the the biggest problem with having too much weight is obviously you start to battle towards the end every yeah. every hour that goes on you 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 carrying all of that weight so it gets heavier and heavier as you go well if you have any questions for tim uh, please give us a call the numbers to dial 0214460567 um or you can whatsapp 0725671567 the weekend's coming up the rain i think there's a little bit of drizzle but besides that once again we've just got sunny days yeah so i expect there'll be a lot of people up the mountain um the time is 48 minutes past nine o'clock tim is with us for a while so um give us a call cape talk cape talk call us on 021-446-0567 9.51, if you're just tuning in, my name is Melanie Rice, standing in for Kiketso this evening. Lewis in Stellenbosch has a question for Tim. Lewis, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Tim, I'd just like to ask, what about uh, the thermal blankets that you used to be able to get? They're very light and very small. Yes. I thought they'd be very useful 
Yes, I actually um, the the piece of paper in front of me. The the first thing on the top for the for the trail packs, um, yeah. the suggestion for that was a space blanket. I've actually got one of those that that folds up. Um, you do get them yeah. in a much smaller pack now as well, which often does come with a, a first aid kit. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much. Yes. Thanks, thanks for the question. Okay. Bye. Michelle um, oh, uh, wants Tim to run through what should be in the first aid kit. Okay, so the first aid kit, um, one of the things that, yeah, plasters are probably the one thing that you're going to use the most um, because often people scrape past bushes or rocks and it's small cuts and grazes. Um, in the particular case of last week where I needed bandages and, of course, then discovered that I'd run out of bandages, but we did have another first aid kit, so we got the bandages out of that. But gauze, bandages um, for, for the bigger cuts, um, basically, when you're out in the mountains, you don't want to have to try and perform an operation. What you do want to do is try and stem the bleeding and and just stabilize the person so that you can get them to help as quickly as possible. So the first aid kit would, would be a pretty basic uh, first aid kit. With, with The essentials would just basically be bandages and plasters, um, anti, antiseptic, um, and yeah, the scissors, uh, tweezers. For, for splinters and stuff like that. Michelle, I hope that answers your question. You talk about a trail pack. How is that different to a backpack? Okay, so a backpack um, or a day pack would basically be a much smaller pack in terms of, we always talk liters of how much space they can handle. So my day pack generally holds about 25, 30 liters. Um, a trail pack, because you're now having to pack totally differently because you are intending to spend the night and multiple days. You then have to pack your clothes, you have to pack sleeping bag, um, you have to pack all the kind of things that you would take along with you, like all the kind of food, so breakfast, My shoulders lunch. are slumping <laughs> as, you, as you start talking It's getting it. heavy in here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all of those kind of things that you have to prepare yourself a lot lot more um, for those those particular days. Um, again, size and weight plays an even more important role because you, you've obviously got a big backpack now, which is normally around about 50 liters upwards. Um, and so you need to have everything for however many days you're going for. So generally on like a two-day hike, um, I'm well known for taking a rump steak. <laughs> it's probably the heaviest essential, thing it's yeah. very essential because it tastes fantastic when you've been walking for 14 kilometers in a day so but on a five-day trail that just wouldn't be possible um you would really battle with that because it just adds far too much weight what would you take on a five-day trail so five-day trail you can take lots of things like um uh, two-minute noodles um packs of soup where you just add hot water oh, rump steak sounds so much better <laughs> it does um but unfortunately, you, you you would get rid of the rump steak probably about four kilometers into the first day because you know that you need to get rid of as much weight as possible. So, weight, yeah, weight is definitely a, a big factor, especially if you're doing like a five-day. Then you've got to really pack very, very carefully. Okay, so in the trail pack. Uh, so, yeah, so the trail packs are, yeah, sleeping bag, um, a ground sheet is also um, if you're going to be sleeping outdoors. A lot of these trails you do sleep in huts that have got um, mattresses and stuff like that. So you wouldn't necessarily have to have that. Um, one of the things that I carry with me all the time, um, and it did save my father's life many years ago, is a snake bite kit. I have spoke, spoken to snake experts who think it's not 
not useful at all. But um, he did use the snake bite kit, and it actually did um, take care of the, the snake bite that he had um, because he got the venom back out of the holes that it went in. But um, that's not really something you want to mess around with. Once you get bitten by a snake, you would generally you want to get, get off your the mountain, friends. And, yes, okay. but, you, but if you're stuck up in the mountains and it's, you're an hour's walk in, you've okay. got an hour walk out generally, unless, of course, you, you're more than halfway into the hike. Um, but you, you want to basically get that venom out as quickly as possible. And obviously, using a mouth is the worst thing you could possibly do. So you've got a thing called a snake bite kit, which is also for bee stings, scorpion bites. And um, I've seen it being used on both, on, on snake bite and, and scorpion bite. Rose says, please always take antihistamine cream for stings and bites as well on the topic of... Absolutely, yeah. In your first aid kit, antihistamine is definitely, especially if people are allergic. Um, another thing is if anybody within the party that you're going with has any medical conditions, it's always good to check up on who has those medical conditions. Keep a record of who is asthmatic, who is diabetic, um, because if you do need to make a phone call and get medical people to you as quickly as possible rescue, um, they need to know these things so that they can, they can bring the, the kind of things that will help that patient. I know my son's asthmatic and um, has allergies, and I've been caught once without having the allergics mm. and all that, and it's just not a situation you want to play around with. It's something that you have yeah. to have. Yeah, it's, uh, It can be very, very scary. I have to take allergics as well. Um, I'm allergic to something. We're not quite sure what it is, <laughs> but when I take the allergics, it, it solves the problem straight away. But I do have it in, in my first aid kit at all times, and if I feel anything that is like a rash or anything yeah. coming on um, or a reaction, I take it straight away and it, and it solves the problem straight away. There's a question from Dave on the WhatsApp line. Um, I'm not sure if we have that question at the moment. Dave apparently sent a message. Oh, what about a whistle? Sorry, I thought it was a voice note. Yes. It's a what about a whistle? It's a whistle. Dave. Yeah, whistles further down my list of things. I haven't quite got through the list yet. Um, but yeah, whistle definitely... Gun, a lot of the backpacks now do come with whistles built onto them as well. Um, and I have seen whistles being used. Um, normally when they're being blown by the people and using them, it's out of complete panic. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they do, the sound does carry very, very far. And um, we often as rescuers will also use whistles to, to try and get their attention as well because that sound does carry. So yeah, whistles are very, very important. Um, on, on multiple days, toilet paper is very important. Um, glucose packs, I've, I've had to use those as well when people are but dehydrated or they're, they're feeling a little bit weak and, and need that sort of that little boost to, to keep them going. Um, a mirror is also a very good idea. Um, for that SOS thing? For the SOS thing, yeah. Okay. Um, rehydrate is also one of those things that you can also put into your, into your um, first aid kit. Um, one that I really enjoy is thermal underwear. There's, <laughs> there's nothing like being out in the mountains and freezing cold. So, in your sleeping bag and you've got your thermal underwear, it's, it works a bomb. Um, and then a multi-tool as well is also very, very important. Um, like a Swiss army knife? Like a Swiss army knife, yeah. Okay. So you've got, it's got multiple uses and, and can help you in all sorts of circumstances. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much my my short list of of essentials in day packs and, and mountain packs tim it's been fantastic chatting to you thanks mm. so much for coming on the show